What's up? This is Sound Oracle, and you're listening to Behind Backstage with DJ Newkirk and Audacity. It's your boy DJ Newkirk, the king of podcasts. You are now listening to Behind Backstage. your boy DJ Newkirk, the king of podcasts. Want to make sure that we introduce one of the daggone best sound designers that I ever freaking heard of. I don't even know right now where this man actually came from, man. This man popped out of, I don't know, so many different songs that we already heard, that we done listened to, that we didn't even notice this gentleman. So I got Mr. I can't, I don't want, it's like, I wanted to go at Anomaly, I want to go at Sound Oracle, I want to go at so many different daggone things to get <laughs> at yes, you, family. What do you prefer? What do you prefer to go ahead uh, Sound Oracle. Anomaly okay. is, uh, that's, that's old, that's, I started out when I was like in 8th and ninth grade. And, was and you it, rapping at that time? I was rapping at the time. And, and Anomaly died about, about four years ago, <laughs> five years ago. So, you me and you gonna have to battle, huh? Probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 You still spitting though? <laughs> yes or no? No, 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 no. I guess. Nah. I think I retired from that when I was about twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Early retirement. I was uh, like, you know, I'm nice early retirement. I'm okay. Okay. Well, with me, I can't spit and I can't sing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um I can produce and I can go ahead and steal some of your sounds and probably make a little bit of music, but I can't do it as good as Audacity, of course. I'm gonna go ahead and give her that opportunity right there. There you go. But um with you, I mean you said you came from VA, right? Right. Alexandria, Virginia. Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be something in that water. Yeah, everybody says that about VA. Yeah, it's a diverse group of producers, for sure. Yeah. For Tim. Um I Pharrell. mean, you, you really want to run it down? Yeah, hey, no, yeah. we run it down. <laughs> Tim Pharrell, Knotts, Missy, Teddy Riley. I mean, it's it's just uh, danger. It's just so many. Yeah, man, so many. Crazy. And danger's down in Miami, if I'm not mistaken, right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. he's down. He's down there, right down there near us. And mm-hmm. uh, by the way, just in case you folks don't know. We sitting here in the studio, uh, in disclosed studio right now. I don't, I don't know if my man want to go ahead and let anybody know right now. But nah, we're we in, in the we in the cut. Yeah, yeah we in the cut. <laughs> See, I yes. like saying that we in there. We in the cut studio. But uh, we in the cut studio right now. And um, with this gentleman right here, I know he got so many different stories. He's ready to go ahead and tell us. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to start with that. We want to go ahead and start at uh when you just actually started in a game, or you want to go ahead and jump in the middle of it, or we want to run through it. For the sake of time, let's get to the meat and potatoes. We can we start in the middle. Okay, you know, everybody usually likes to start from a a favorite part, and it's usually the how'd you get on part. Some right, people right. started where'd you get started. Some people like when did you get on. Okay. So, we can start around the, the on point. Okay. So to run it down, when I was in college, uh, I went to Morgan State University in Baltimore. And the main reason is because I knew a lot of people from New York went there. Right. New York was killing the music scene right. at the time. So right. what I would do is uh, I would get cool with, with all my New York friends and I would go home with them on the weekends. So 
after about a semester of that, I, I got my lay of the land. I knew where the record labels were. Then I just started going up there on my own. Mm. And um, I remember the day I, I was driving around Manhattan. I used to drive around the Def Jam office and uh, I, I forgot who else was there at the Universal. time. Universal. It was, the, it was yeah. Universal, yeah. Def Jam and all that stuff yeah, right yeah, at yeah. that time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I remember I'm sitting on the corner all the, all the time in my car and I'm just playing beats all day, like really just Hail Marys, like hoping that somebody <laughs> would come past and like, discover yes. me. And, um, you know, so it, it would be homeless people on the corner. They were making money. You know? <laughs> right. I, I wasn't making no money. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I got gas to get back. Right. But lo and behold, one day the Hail Mary worked and this girl walked past and she's like, I see you out here all the time in this car and you playing these beats. These beats are dope. Like, what's the deal? And I, I, I ran it down to her. You know, I'm from Virginia. I just want to be heard. Right. And she's like, Come upstairs. How often were you in uh, NYC and, and actually doing that? I mean, after you learned the scene and knowing where you were, how often were you actually sitting there writing around the record labels and stuff? On average, um, if it's seven days in a week, I was probably in New York for four of those days. And if mm. it's four weeks in a month for three of those weeks, I would do that. So I would actually okay. only be in college for one solid week of any month. Wow. <laughs> and I would actually only be in class three days out of that solid week. Wow. So, okay. so yeah. you were my priorities were. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I think but I'm sorry. I'm going to let you go ahead and continue what you were saying. My bad. Okay. So anyway, she, she was like, come upstairs. And I'm at this point, I still don't know who she is, though. That's the crazy part about it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, let's go. Oh, so, at that time, you didn't know who she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought you like, still, I was like, so you still don't know oh, who she nah. is? <laughs> no, nah, so she was like, come upstairs. So I go upstairs, and um, turns out she was, she was an A&R for Def Jam. Right. So I was like, dope. I go in there. I'm hype. I have my, uh, what was it, that CD? She put my CD in, start playing beats. And she's like, wow, these are, these are pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes. And then somebody walked past the office and was like, What's that? And it turned out it was Dragon's manager from Rough Riders. So mm -hmm. she's like, oh, it's this kid from Virginia. He got these beats or whatever. And he's like, dope. Come to Yonkers with me. Right. So all this is in one day. Right. And by, he's like, yo, by the way, we want that beat right there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yo, dope. So I go to, I go up to uh, Yonkers and I got signed to Rough Riders. Oh, wow. It, yo, wow. it was amazing. I was over the moon until. They folded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that okay. was around, that was like yeah. around the time that Murder Inc. actually kind of went down too, right? It was like all, that was like it, all around the same yeah. area, right? It might have been. I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I do know it, it was the 11th hour. It was pretty much over with. And okay. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. So what followed that was years of um, probably poverty. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> but I went through it. You know. Yeah, you know, it, it'd be up, it'd be <laughs> yeah. up, and, up and down, and then it's the down. Right. So, uh, I, I'm 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 back in Baltimore, and uh, fast forward a few years, I have a studio, mm -hmm. right. and hood studio. You know how the hood studios are, yeah. for sure. And I couldn't sell a beat for a hundred dollars. Damn. It, it, it was same beats, same type of stuff. And you already just try, you dropped some fire with drag on. Like, yeah, I'm like, I just got a deal. What song was beats. it with drag on that you yeah, actually dropped? Which one? Because I like H2O. Was it on the H2O joint? 
I don't know what album it was on. It Man. was a song called Dirty Funk. And I used a sample that Common uh, and Kanye used for the food. But this was like five, six years before that song came out. Okay. And uh, so anyway, the song is amazing. You can look it up on YouTube. Oh, well, I'm yeah, definitely going to go ahead. Like, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the, the beat is still fire to this day. I will say that. Yeah. But um, so at the Hood Studio in Baltimore, clients coming through and it wasn't it wasn't really happening. And then one day, a friend of mine was like, you should move to Atlanta. Atlanta's popping. Right. I, for some reason, even though I had nothing really going on in Baltimore, I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know? ATL. I really didn't think about it. You know, once you become stuck in your ways or right. you have this false mindset, it, it's, it's hard to talk people out of it. So anyway, I, I go to my, my girl's house at the time, and I'm like... Yeah, he he talked about moving to Atlanta. She's like, bet, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, definitely wasn't expecting that shit, but okay. <laughs> so She's like, you would think she'd be like, yo, no, I want to stay with my family right. and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. like that. No, nah, it, it it was mad quick too. Like three weeks after that. Like we were out, came to Atlanta, no money, no furniture, just some clothes. I had an MPC and uh, I think some monitors. And um that's pretty much it. So the plan was she's getting a job. I'm going to be successful in music. It's the right. worst plan I've ever heard in my life, right? Right. <laughs> that does. I mean, I mean, according yeah. to, according, especially now, because everybody thinks they can go ahead and rap, they can produce, they right. can go ahead and sing, they can song. Half You're of right. these people right now, you be listening to the music, you be like, why are you here right now? Well, yeah, it's, the thing is, Everybody gets a chance to shoot a shot now. That's right. true. Back in the day, you had to be qualified to get on the court to shoot the shot. Yeah. Now you can be in the stands and just shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah, no matter where it goes. Exactly. I like the way you. Use, I like the way you went ahead. Oh, and yeah. that, man, for I, I keep. I keep the analogies coming. Yeah. But um, oh, I love them. The crazy. <laughs> so so we come down here. Uh, she's working, and what I did was there's a place in Atlanta, Studio Row, mm-hmm. off of Northside Drive, and I made a schedule, and I would just drive up and down Northside Drive every day go to the same studios at the same time every day and uh, i couldn't get in because right. nobody knew who i was so i never right. i never got in to play beats but what i did was i became cool with all the people at the front door right. uh you know so i would just come every day and ring the buzzer what's up uh josh or jeremy and we just <laughs> right. you know we just all started right. talking and at first it was kind of odd but then they became cool with me Especially when they saw people would come out of the studio, the door would open, but I would never like try to run in there. Right. I'm like, I'm still holding the buzzer talking to him. The (laughs) door's wide open. I'm like, yeah. So anyway, so one day I was at Silent Sound, which is uh, Dallas Austin studio. And whoever was at the front desk that day, I guess he was like, man, I had enough of this dude. He cool enough. Come on in. Right. So he's like, no one listens to your beats. I'll listen to your beats. I was like, bet. I put them on. I played it for him. And then he was like, wow, these are good. So he played them for an assistant engineer. The assistant engineer played them for an engineer. And from right. there, it just kind of spread around. So the next day, I got a meeting with Polo at a studio right around the corner. Okay, right. just in case y'all don't know what we're talking about when we saying Polo, we, we talking about Polo the Don, correct? One of the greatest, yes, yes One indeed. of the greatest still ain't, ain't going nowhere. Yes, so. indeed. Right. Yeah, if you're sleeping on them, if you truly, if you're sleeping on them, you better pay attention to them right now. Yes, indeed. So uh, I get to meet with Polo one night. I pull up to the studio, but I don't know him. And unfortunately, I didn't know who was working at the front desk that night. And it's pouring down raining. So I'm out the studio. It's just raining, raining, raining. I'm getting drenched. Now, there's no awning over me or nothing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So after two hours, 
somebody's like, you can come on back. So I go in, I meet Polo, play him the beats. He's like, wow, what is this? This, this is crazy. So the, the flip came in when he was like, where did you get these sounds? Right. And I'm like, I, you know, I make them, I collect them, whatever. He's like, well, you, do you think you could do this for me? And I'm like, sure. I bet. So he's like, cool. Let's, let's get it going on. And, um, the greatest part, he's like, how much? I gave him a number. He was mm-hmm. like, cool. That was it for me. That's was it, all I Was did. it a yeah. number? Was it, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be real quick, but was it one of those numbers that was like, of course not crazy, but one of those numbers that you didn't think you would accept or was the number like, yeah, I, right. it was the value I knew it was. Right. So okay. it was crazy in terms of digits, but not in terms of value. Okay. Okay. So that's why he was immediately like, yeah, cool. Bet. So we started working a few months after that. Cause he had blown up. This was in 2008 and he had all this Fergie stuff and, and, um, just mad records. So he went to Interscope and, in, uh, in LA. So I started going out there with him and it just so happened that I'm telling this story in the studio one day and he's like, Oh, you got to tell my man this story. Right. So I'm like, cool. We go in the kitchen. And this man is Timberland. I was like, Oh. Bad. This just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> so I tell the story. Oh, the Ooh. door's opening up. Right. Yeah. Then Tim comes back in the in the studio and he hears the music that's going on. Now keep in mind, a few months prior to this, I had nothing. Right. So now I'm like, I'm in the studio and it was Polo, Timberland, and Dr. Dre. All mm. in the same. And with Dre studio. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big studio with three separate rooms and they each had a room. So Tim is like, man, it's the beats, like what happened overnight, he could hear a difference in these beats. And uh Polo's like, man, this dude right here. So Tim was real <laughs> cool about it. He didn't say anything. He's just like, oh, okay, dope. But then he called me that night and he's like, I don't know what you're doing for Polo, but I need you to do that. That's for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, bet, let's go. And that, to make a long story, just as long as it should be, that is how I got my foot in the door. Right. Oh, that's what's up. Simple in. He was talking about how when he was little, he would collect sounds. Mm-hmm. Were you the same way? I was. Okay. I used to collect sounds all the time uh, just because once I learned about making beats and even prior to making beats, I figured uh, I learned how beats were made mm-hmm. or I kind of got a glimpse of it. And it came, it started with records for me. I'm like, oh, people are sampling records right. because I would hear songs that would come out. Then I hear the songs that my mom was playing. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like. You know, it's easy to put two and two together. So right. I just started buying records. I have no equipment, no money. And I didn't even know how to get the record to be a song. Right. But once I figured that out, before I figured that out, rather, I had a boombox. I used to just go around the house and just hit on stuff and, you know, just record myself doing that. Did you DJ, yeah. though? I can cut. Okay. Not, not like club DJ mixing right. back and forth, but I, I know how to cut. Okay. 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 No, I mean, no. I, I, that's why I was like, because I was like, you tell me you can go ahead, you were listening to the sounds at the boombox. I'm like, were you trying to DJ? Were you trying to actually go ahead and mix the records at that time? No, I was just fascinated by the fact that you can do something and then immediately hear it back. I right. don't know why yeah. that fascinated me, but that's all it took for me. Okay. And I would just do that. I did that for years before I even had any equipment. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then now I, I promise you, if it wasn't for her, I never even honestly heard of a sound designer. Now, a sound designer. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, 
a sound designer themselves really go ahead. They make their own sounds, of course, and but it's it's more intriguing than it 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 sounds. I guess in my head, I'm thinking because I think that you can actually take one sound and just create a different sound when you go ahead and maybe mash. I would say something like um a freeway, like like we listen to the freeway, like we were we were mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we ATL listen with a freeway and listen to the freeway and then put a sound with that and then be able to make that into a sound that actually somebody can go ahead and be like, damn, yeah. that's fire. You know what I'm saying? It's actually that same way. It's kind of like cooking. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And it's it's like cooking in a way, in the sense of mixing things together, but it's also cooking in a, in a way of the range of things that you can do. For instance, you can make a nice steak. That's a nice steak. Right. Or you can make a county fair uh, bacon burger <laughs> in between two Krispy Kreme donuts. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's it's just a huge range of things that you can do. And I'll let y'all in on the secret. I had never heard of what a sound designer was or knew what a sound designer was when I became one. Oh, really? Wow. Now you got to keep in mind when I came to Atlanta, I was a producer. Right. I just had a lot of sounds because right. I made a lot of beats and I didn't know where other people were getting sounds from. So when I met with Polo that night as a producer, he's like, yeah, that's cool. And I'm thinking that was it. The bonus was he's like, what's up with these sounds? And I'm like, oh, what, those? Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Right. That ended up being the main selling point and the production ended up being the bonus. And the lesson I got from that is even though you may have things planned out in your mind, how things right. are supposed to go, you got to give life a little leeway you know, to kind of yeah. guide you right. because I would have just messed that whole thing up. Yeah. Had I been like, nah, it's just, just about the beats. Don't worry about those. Right. Those because see now, because you sound design and that's, and I want to give a shout out to all the sound designers. Definitely. Cause really you guys contribute to so many songs that I could be, I could sit up here and I could mess with some of your kids mm-hmm. and have a hit out. And you contributed to that yep. just because of the fact that I was using your kid. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Let's go ahead. Let's get into um, the Oracle uh, kits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Let people know where the heck you can actually get the Oracle kits from, man. Let them know what's really good. Like you got, you got sounds. You got, you got so many different drinks. Because I know she done gone went ahead and popped a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you, go. Yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, where to get them from is is super easy. Soundoracle.net. Okay. Yep. And if you want to hear what they sound like or see them in action. Go there or follow me on Instagram at Sound Oracle, on Twitter at Sound Oracle, or Facebook at Sound Oracle, and you kind of get the picture. Right. But yeah, when it comes to the sounds, it's drums, it's melody loops, it's just all types of weird things. And it's cool to see now that they're in a whole bunch of songs, not just American songs, but international songs and across all types of genres. Mm -hmm. And it stems from something that I wasn't trying to do. Right. Also, um, tell them what the newest kit is that you have out right now. Uh, the one I just put out is called Cassette Drums. And I'm happy you brought that up because. <laughs> cassette Drums. The, yes. So really? They, they, yeah, no, he didn't dope. do what I think he did. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. No. Yeah. No, he <laughs> did. <laughs> so what I did was, um, you know, I make drums all the time. And I, I do a lot of different types of processing. But all these, of course, were processed with using cassettes. Not only cassettes, but uh, various different cassettes and different stages of life and um i use four different cassette players and most of them three of them were broken 
Right. And right. That, that's the way I like it. You know, that's that character. Yeah. That's that imperfection. So, yeah, I made this kid out of that. And the reason why I did that is because my whole love of sound, way before I even knew what a producer was or anything like that, I was five years old and my god sister showed me that you could press play and record right. mm-hmm. and you could say something that you could listen back to yourself on cassette. So I've always had a fondness for cassette and it's kind of like me paying homage to how I got started. Word. And yeah. it's been wildly successful. Was that the actual moment that you kind of really felt something about music? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Oh, I okay. was, yeah, I was five, in, between five and seven. I don't know the exact age, but I remember the day. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, that's I just it have for to me. do this. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That's after that on record player. So now with the records now, oh, were, yeah. you do, were you doing any sampling or anything like that? So what I was doing was I was creating loops on cassettes. Okay. So, you know, you had to, you know, everybody's mom had the record player on top with yep. the tape deck yep. joint on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would play part of the record, record it, bring it back. Yeah, I had to pause it perfectly. And then they come back in and unpause it. And I, I would do that for about an hour per pass. And then I would put, find something else and put that over top of it and dub that to another tape. It was, it was a train wreck, but it's how I learned. <laughs> but my thought process then of how I do stuff is my same thought process now. I just have better equipment to do it on. Now, other than the artists that you already have worked with in the past and the ones you're working with currently and the ones you're going to work with in the future, because we already know it's going to be a million more that you're going to go ahead and work with. Who's been like the favorite of the artists, I guess, or producers or whomever? Um, yeah, I know you're going to say Tim, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- Tim and Paul, <laughs> yeah, you already know that. You already know that. Artist wise, um, that, that's also a split. It's just between Justin Timberlake and Jay Z. And Jay Z, yeah, okay. man. Listen, being in being in a session with Justin Timberlake, Jay Z, and Timberland is there, and Beyonce is there, right? Is is really like a un it's, it's an undescribable thing. Not just because of who they are, but to see the level of talent. Right. You yeah. definitely, if you didn't appreciate them beforehand, I don't care if you didn't like them at all. Right. You would love them after that. After that. Because it's like seeing superheroes work. And then that's when I realized also what a benefit it was to even be in the room and to be asked to be there all the time because everybody in there is the best at what they do. Right. right. All over the world. There's no mediocre people in the room. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it was just an amazing experience. So artist wise is between Justin and, uh, Justin and Jay. Now, I could understand what you're saying because I was on stage. I mean, this is what made me, and I, I done said this on the podcast before, but this is what made me really actually love music was being on stage with Jay-Z and DMX during Money Cash Holes. Oh, yeah. And I <laughs> mean, the hypeness, and then you got these two major artists on the Hard Knock Life tour that just, like, they just killed it. And not even looking, I mean, the audience itself, the way you feel, the adrenaline rush, right. you know what I'm saying? I was just like, yo, I got to be a part of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, like I mean, that's the way I feel. It's like, I got to be yeah. a part of this. We gonna, I got to find out how I'm going to do it, but it's going to happen somehow. You feel me? That's crazy. I was the opposite. That part of it, I didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you could hear me all day, but if you're like, oh, you want to come on stage? No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sit back here and, you know, I'm going to just listen to what we, you know, what right. we're doing, but. Yeah, it's it's just something about it. Once 
you get a certain feeling. You know when you're supposed to be there. And you right. know when it's that thing that you're supposed to be doing in life. Yeah. Do you see yourself being a music supervisor over any of these shows that you hear out? Potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm open to anything anything that's progress and is rooted in music. Because I could say no because it's not really on my agenda right now, but I didn't right. I didn't know I'd be a sound designer either. I didn't know I'd be programming computer uh, code and stuff like that either. These are all just byproducts of doing what I was always doing and trying to be better and better every day at it. So one day I may be a music supervisor over a show because that call can very well come yeah. through at any time. Yeah. Or movie. Or movie. Or movie, yeah. Yeah, even better. Yeah, but I want to get into the machine. Like mm-hmm. uh, with machine, um, you said before you had an NPC. And you said you came down here with an MPC and, you know what I'm saying, your sounds and everything like that. And now you have the opportunity with, I think, the machine itself. It gives you more of a gravitational pull that you can actually use their sounds and to create. She can I think you're talking better. about the push. You're yeah. talking about push. the push. Yes, I'm thinking about the push. That's all right. We, we, we were going yeah. we, we to get it back there. We were going to get it back there. Yeah, we were going to get it back there. I wanted to find it right. But yeah. do you miss the MPC? Um, no, I don't miss it because number one, I still have it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I still have the same one. I don't have it. Right. But, uh, not nah, so I still use all the stuff I used to use back in the day and all the new stuff too at the same time. So yeah, I never did that. Um, really graduate to a different piece of equipment. I never graduate from equipment. I just get more equipment. Uh, if there was only one piece of equipment that you could use, what would it be? Able and push. Yep. Give me a push and a laptop and I'm I'm good to go now. What's the joint I think I saw you? It's like a DJ type. You had it in your hand. Uh, you yeah. move it one way and then you move it another way and then the sounds would change and So is it you're right, it's a DJ controller. It was a little uh and 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 it's almost taboo to say the name at this point. Right. Okay, before <laughs> I say the name, I'll give you the background or why. So I started using this thing. And when I started using it, it was already five years old, six years old. Mm -hmm. Just people slept on it. Right. It was crazy cheap, too. So I just got one. Just I needed some new stuff in my video. So I'm like, I'll I'll buy it. Not really knowing what it is, but I'll figure out a way to make it cool. So I started using it. I figured out a way to make it cool. And then um, I didn't tell people what it was for like a year. And people were asking me, asking me, and they're like, oh, this guy's such an asshole. He's not telling right. any of us what it is. And he's still not telling us on this interview right now. Right. But <laughs> So what happened was I, I, th- I had a contest and I gave one away. Okay. And so I told everybody what the name of it was. And then mad people went out and bought it. Yeah. And the price, number one, the price tripled yeah, on course, that thing. So. Yeah, new new mark cut the check. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so everybody got one, and then I got a flood of DMs and emails like, it don't work, it doesn't do anything, and I'm like, it. it you don't know how to use it. It doesn't do anything. It's totally <laughs> insignificant. It looks right. well. I, everything that people saw me doing, I was telling them the whole time. You can do that on the equipment that you have now. Right. right. It's not this magic thing. It just had blank buttons which right. she PC. showed it to me yeah. i promise you i was just like yo i want to get one of that was before because... a triple yeah, yeah I already <laughs> went, no when i saw it i actually went on google and found it i already i was just like oh let me put it in and because i put in what i thought smart. it was and there it was 
some, see, I some saw people. a triple. I saw a triple when it tripled. It was probably around the time when you, but I saw it like a, probably that year when you at a year prior to. Some people were smart because they would send me <laughs> videos and they they would have it and all that. But by the way, it was it's a new Mark Orbit. I'm not gonna right. say it yeah. over here, but yeah, it was a new Mark Orbit and it it became like this thing. And I'm just like, it's funny because it was so old and seemingly insignificant to people, but it's not what you use; it's how you use it. Yeah. Right. Now I'm not I'm not trying to go ahead and start putting out certain different products or anything like that right now. I would love to go ahead and be sponsored by Newmark. Um we yeah. here. Okay. Uh, this is behind backstage. Uh um but uh it's something that Timberland wears. We have one. I'm not gonna say what it is. Oh yeah. You know, yeah other yeah. people can go ahead and go ahead and figure out what it is. Oh, I'll say it's sub pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a sub pack. Yeah. It's a sub pack. She has one. And have you used have you used that before? Yes. Uh, I actually had the first one before it was a backpack. It was something right. you put on your chair. Chair, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and but uh Tim sent me the you know, once he got involved, he sent me the actual sub pack and I still use it to this day. As right. a matter of fact, the eight oh eight that I mixed on cassette drums, I Use, use the sub pack. Yeah. yeah. Ah, that's tight. Because, mm-hmm. like, she she had a sub pack. I'm like, okay, you making your music, you're doing this. I said, but what significant does it really have when it well, comes down to you doing your mixing? That's what I told him, too. I was like, because the fact that, um, you know, where we're at, I'm like, I don't want to go on ahead and be having yeah. my neighbors listening to everything that you yeah. know. It is great base. for that. Yeah. It, that's one of the things that it is really the best for. Outside of that, what I tell people, we we all know we have five senses. Now, imagine if someone told you about a sixth sense, so right, to speak. Right. And that's what it is. When you're making music, I mean, you, you hear it and, you you know, you see the stuff on a computer. But now you, like, really feel it. It's just right. a whole nother dimension that it yeah. adds to the production. Because so. you can actually hear, like, mistakes that you made it. Yeah, everything. I like I like to I feel do. my mistakes yeah. personally. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like, it's a kick in it. It shouldn't be there on the low yeah. because I felt it. Yeah, that's tight. And no, I think you tight. know what it aids in. You know, when you try to be perfectionist, either it aids or it enables. Yeah, either way you want to well, look at yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see she likes it, so I'm just gonna go ahead <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not yeah. gonna go ahead. I, I don't had it on. I don't play with it. And but again, like I said, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and take back my spot of uh, production and uh, take over Audacity. You know, what I'm saying I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and take over her. I'm gonna steal some of your sounds though. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you, yeah, you can steal them from her. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go further, man. I mean, right now, what artists are you working with right now? Uh, right now, I'm not working with artists. I'm working with musicians, and I'm right. working with sound design and software companies. Okay. Yeah. Um, more stuff going on with Ableton. More right. stuff going on with M Audio. Uh, I got some stuff coming with Native Instruments. Mm-hmm. I just did a song for Mary J. Blige uh, mm-hmm. on her album that just came out. Yeah, Strength of a Woman. Yes, yeah. yes, and um, also, um, what song was that, by the way? Uh, it was called Survivor. Survivor, okay. Yeah, it was called Survivor. Um, I did a song too. I just did something with Saha the Prince, and uh, some of my sounds I found out yesterday are on uh, James Fortune's album that just became the number one gospel album in the country. Yeah, right. I think I just seen that on uh, Twitter uh, recent. Uh, actually, she yeah, it was pointed on, out on, to on me. Instagram. It was on Instagram. I'm sorry. Yeah. And she pointed out to me. I was like, ah, oh, number one. Yeah, that's the well, beauty that's of being a sound designer and a producer, though, because I got this placement with this artist. But then when other people use your stuff on big projects, it's like, 
Yeah, I'm on. My sounds are on right. this project yeah. too. Yeah, so, and know, that's cool. Gives you more to talk about, and it's it it, it diversifies you. You know, Definitely. I don't necessarily have to to be uh you know producing for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just do sound design and still make my way onto these projects as well. I got one Go for real quick. Is that uh, have you worked on any? Have you worked on any movie sets or any um, backgrounds to any um, just regular TV shows or anything like that so far? TV, yes. Uh, I've done stuff on. Um, uh, let's see, Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay. uh, Nat Geo, Sci-Fi, TLC, Animal Planet, um, Guy Code when it was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- couple of BET things. Charlemagne's supposed since you just say Geico, Charlemagne's supposed to be on his daggone podcast yeah, this week. Soon. So we want to make sure, yeah. <laughs> no, we want to make sure we clear up that uh, Charlemagne. Make sure you don't forget, man. We saying chilling <laughs> and we talking about Geico right now. So, uh, but no, uh, with with like all these different, you know, these opportunities that you do get uh, and what keeps you still grounded and not big headed because you have so many people. I mean, you, we're, we're here with you right now and so mm-hmm. many people will go ahead and turn their back on someone that just want to go ahead and not, not just have an interview, but just have a conversation. With right. You. Right. Um, well, with me is I always remember where I started and no matter what I accomplished, I celebrate the accomplishment, but that's very short lived. And then immediately in my mind, I'm back to ground zero. Like mm. every day I wake up, I feel like I'm starting over. I feel like I'm still dropping around Def Jam office. Right. I feel like I'm, I'm still waiting in the rain for Polo to, open the door to the studio. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how I keep myself grounded. And I encourage other people to do the same. It's good. It's great to have confidence, but you just don't lose your older self because that's the person that got you here. You know, something about what you used to be got you to where you are. Don't totally abandon the ideas and I wake up every day and I do things to impress the 16-year-old me. Also, you have a podcast called Unquantized. Yes, I do. So, every yeah, Friday. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to get into that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I love the fact that, like, you, between Unquantized, I'm sorry, because I, t- mm-hmm. I cut her off. But uh, on, on Unquantized, you guys go ahead and then you communicate back and forth with producers, yep. engineers, mm-hmm. and sound designers. Um what makes unquantized like 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 some people are like not even known I really don't know about it just yet mm-hmm. and they need to yeah because yeah. if you want to be who you think you want to be or you want to be that artist or you want to be that producer or sound designer whatever mm-hmm. it may be they need to actually pay attention because you actually sit there and ha- y'all take the time to answer these type of questions right. right that's what makes that's what makes the podcast so unique is uh, it's total transparency and it's live. Yeah, and it's right. live, it's interactive. So first touching on the, the transparency part, uh it's co-hosted is is me and my man Trizza. Right. Trizza, where you at, fam? Fam, we looking for you right <laughs> now. The but um the crazy thing is the first four shows were was us talking about maybe doing a show. Right. You, right. you know, just Instagram started the live thing, so we like it's cool, let's just get on here and answer some questions and we're like oh we should call this we don't know what we're gonna call it we would ask the people what it should be named and then oh what do y'all want to talk about all right we'll figure it out and it was so transparent from the beginning that it was going on before it actually happened 
Wow. Yes. And then it just became what it became. And everybody watched it become like literally in real time. And we would sit in the beginning. We can't do it now because we're busy, but we would sit from like 4 p.m. on a Friday to 1130 p.m., 12 a.m. at night and just answer all the questions that anybody wanted to ask. Cause she would, yeah. she would, she would pick me up like on some real stuff. She'd pick me up. I'll be at work, whatever. And she'd go ahead. She'd pick me up. And then I'm listening to, I'm like, what, what, what is this? And then she hand me the phone. Now I'm watching the live thing, the live right. movements right. and everything. And I, I, maybe I see you or I see Trezza and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that sound Oracle? And yeah. she's like, yeah. And I'm like, Okay, let me ask a quick second. Then I, <laughs> yeah. So I go ahead and do a quick type into something, and then yeah. I got a quick response. It wasn't that it was like you know hesitant or anything like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing manufactured. We're not trying to to posture as being somebody because we all started and we were all at a place where the people that are asking the questions are. And I wish back then that I could just watch something and type a question into a phone and right. immediately get some type of answer or be able to do a consultation or call somebody in. Just for an hour, ask them anything I want to ask them. Right. Like, so I feel like it's, it's our duty to, to do that. And even though I f- also feel like we're not, we're nowhere near where we're going to go just right. career wise. Uh, you know, I got a long way to go, mm-hmm. but I don't have to wait till I get to the top to get start back. interacting right. and, and help bring people up. Yeah. Know? Um, at the end of the day, what keeps you motivated? And also, what would you tell other um, artists and producers that want to make it? What would you tell them what they need to do? Uh, first of all, the thing that keeps me motivated, there, there are several things. The One of the main things is challenges. I learned to appreciate challenges and appreciate struggle. Anytime people come across something that's uncomfortable to them, it, it was just that it's uncomfortable. And your mind says to avoid it. Right. And I was like that for years. It's not till I started embracing challenges, embracing obstacles. And most of the time that came just in the form of doing something I've never done before or doing something bigger than I've ever done it before. And then you realize you fail a lot, (laughs) which is not the desired outcome. Mm -mm. But after a while, a very short period of time, you become desensitized to the failure. Do you become more of a risk taker? Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes your natural progression. You don't even realize you're taking risk or overcoming challenges when you're just doing your thing because, you know, it takes 21 days to build a habit. So it just becomes a, a habit. So that's, that's what keeps me motivated. The thing that I would tell other producers and or sound designers or people that want to come up. Uh, one of the main things, and it's really been heavy on my mind lately is that people ask questions. Uh, what should I do? What should I get? How mm-hmm. should I be? And I always say, if you type that very same question you asked me into Google, you'll get four pages of answers. Mm-hmm. Like the answers are there. Right. People's problem is not in not knowing what to do. We all know the right things to do. Right. And if we don't, you could type them and they quickly come up. People's problem is in discipline and execution. Right. right. Most people don't plan when they do and Honestly, out of that, the majority of them never do because people enjoy the view of the summit, but nobody want to learn how to climb. Right. You understand? So 
that's it really comes down to discipline, down to scheduling, down to I know you want to go and turn up, but you really need to work on your beats because they're not that good. Right. You know, that type of thing. Like you got to practice, practice, practice. And when you get to a certain point to where you're like, I got it. That's when you start in my mind. That is when, okay, now you're qualified to start practicing to be great. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, Consultations and things like that that you were doing before, are you still doing those? And if you are, um, I'm, some of you will go ahead and want to get that type of information out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still do consultations. Mm-hmm. I do them when I can. My right. schedule is, is it's a little packed up, but I still try to get them in. And what you can do is just go to my site, soundoracle.net, and you'll see producer consultations. And you can click on one and book it. And hopefully you won't get a, <laughs> a, a, a blacked out calendar or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still do them. I enjoy doing them because, like I said, it just makes me feel good that I know someone has a question or 60 questions that I know I have the answer to. Or 120, like her. Or 120. Yeah. <laughs> probably like a million, but no. <laughs> That's right. I met you through right. a consultation. Yeah. And I enjoy it because I'm like, I know I have the answers to these questions. And I know by the end of this call, something will have improved for that person. Right. You know, it. it's a win-win. The person wins. I think that was like the best step that I ever took. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You were just telling me about some yeah. things that you were doing based on the consultation that we had. Right. So yeah, it's it's just about giving back and something about, um, helping people. When you, when you go about this in a selfish way is it becomes very unfulfilling, very fast. And it's a lot of people that just continue, just go ahead and be selfish and don't care about anybody else and just step over people. But again, when you get back, of course, you're going to actually feel good about it yourself. Yeah, you're going to get it back. Tenfold. Yeah. And it's going to come back tenfold. Real yeah. talk. I mean, I feel that way about a lot of different things. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? Exactly. You know, you've been in Miami plenty mm-hmm. of times, of course. Right. Cali, um, you, you know what I'm saying? ATL, VA. Uh, what's your favorite place actually to be to make music mm. right now? Atlanta. Atlanta? Definitely Atlanta. Do you get like a different feel because there's so many different artists here or is it, I mean, what is it? I should say. It's just the vibe. It's, it's just right. the vibe. And it's also, it's simpler here to, to collab with people. It's simpler here to make a move. Right. I didn't say it's easier. Right. I just said it's right. simpler. simpler. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the formula is, it's, it's just right there. It's, it's all, you see people doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Just some people aren't qualified to do it or just some people just do it the wrong way. But it's it's a vibe here that I really love. And I'm glad you said simpler and not easier because you're going to have 50 million people running here. Yeah. They, you know, they just do that and flood the states. And when they figure out, oh, this is what it can be done. But if you can't do what you're doing from where you're at. There you go. Then you're not going to do it anywhere else. In this day and age, for sure, because the Internet is, is, yeah. is popping and all that. But um, like when I came down here, the way the way that I got noticed and the way that I got on was simple. But it damn sure wasn't easy. Right. right. It was every day on a schedule and getting doors slammed in your face. And, you know, you go home and she's like, how was the day? I'm like, mm, yeah. I'll be back out there tomorrow. It's like <laughs> you definitely have to move because I know it's a lot of people. They think they can just sit behind a computer and put their music on. And, yeah, you might get that one shot where it may go viral. But the mm. more that you're in people's faces. Yeah, most likely. Uh, most likely not. It's it's a million people. Right. And the person that you're trying to talk to 
And even if you hit them up at seven o'clock that morning, you're the fiftieth person that mm-hmm. hit yeah, them up that day, with. and they're not going to see it. It, it. You have to stand out. You have to add value to people. Right. That's the thing. Everyone comes asking for something. Right. Put me on. Do this. Let's do it. Let's. You're not offering anything, or people that hear that and they say, "Okay, I want to add some value." They'll hit up a well-known producer and say, "Hey, I got beats." Well, that man has beats. Right. You don't tell him what you're offering. You ask him what he needs. What he needs. Yeah. Then you provide. Then right. you get noticed. You build the relationship. And then you should get whoever to a point where they're inquisitive enough about you to ask you, what do you do? What do you have? Right. I think relationships are keys. That's what I deal with, Tim. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I came in, I was doing sound stuff with Tim. I didn't play Tim any beats. It oh. wasn't until working with him for a year that he asked me. To hear some beats and then I play them some beats. Oh right. wow. Yeah, I was like, I'm here focused on you. It's about you you're already great, but it's about making it even better. Right. You know what I mean? So that whole time it it was never about me. Right. That was funny because um she spoke with you, was talking about the music and everything, and then we were we just ran into Tim. And yeah. as soon as we talked to Tim, Tim was like and she was like, yeah, we just talked to uh, Sound Oracle. And I was, he's like, yeah, that's my guy. They, you already know how to get in touch with me then. You know, you already know. He said, yo, you know exactly who to talk to then. If you can go ahead and talk to him, you can get at me. Yeah. But he said, it's got to be, you know, it's, it's got to be worth it. It's got to be the right music. You got to make sure you on point. Yeah, sure it that. does. And um, one thing, I talked, to, I talked to him recently. And he said it a couple times, but we had one real serious conversation about it. He's like, what you did was right. You didn't come in asking for a handout. You wasn't like trying to get over anybody. You really came in, played your part, and then took that opportunity and turned it into something else and grew from that. Right. right. So, you know, just hearing that, because of course, Tim was somebody I always wanted to meet. Just meeting him was good enough for me. Then just working with him was good enough for me. So now to hear things like that, he's complimenting me on my start and my business and my growth. Right. That's just amazing. And he was just chilling. He was chilling with his daughter and stuff. And when she started, cause she started talking to him and I'm like, <laughs> yo, well, actually we started walking up and I'm like, yo, that's Tim right there. And she's like, yeah, it is Tim. Like she wanted to meet Tim a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And cause she had met, she actually, she was about to meet Missy and then yeah, paparazzi. That's what I said. I'm not going to yeah. miss this one. So right. I just went ahead and walked right over. And she started talking to Tim. <laughs> and then when we, you know, got into the conversation, he daggone short, made sure he did compliment you whatsoever. Yeah, he did. That's what's like, up. Like constantly. That's my and guy. He was man. like, yo, he said, you got the right person right there. If you talking to him. You got the right person. Yeah, so. he said we all connected. That's, that's exactly that's the exact words he did use. <laughs> he said we all yeah. connected. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Exact words. Right. Next time you're in Miami, I definitely want you to go ahead. We get together for a minute and now if we do a short podcast. But of course, like we said, the reason for us being here is to go ahead and have that face on face podcast. Mm-hmm. I did one over Skype before and it and I'm not going to say who it was or what artist it was. It's not the same effect. It's not because you're able to go ahead and be more personable with people. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think I think it's really honestly like a, a great time. Actually, one meeting you, two talking on the phone with you, and kicking with you constantly. <laughs> My man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you know what I mean. You are down to, you know what I mean? You're down to earth person. And there's a lot of people that won't be on that or you need to talk to my assistant, talk to my assistant, yeah. talk to my manager, yeah. talk to this person, you know? And then you never, when you finally get through, you're just like, man, you just drain me out by talking to like 400 different people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm, I'm not that person. I'm a regular person, man. I, 
I put my million dollar pants on one leg at a time, like everybody. <laughs> 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 no, but it all, um, in all serious, I just believe that's the way you got to be. And even if it's not the way you got to be, that's just the way I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I truly appreciate this Daggone podcast. Yeah, Likewise. I truly appreciate it too. Uh, it's, it's your boy DJ Newkirk again. This is Behind Backstage. We're sitting here with the Daggone Wonderful, one of the best and the best right now that I know of. Sound Oracle, yes, sound sir. design, period, man. Yes, you guys need to pay attention to Sound Oracle. Go to soundoracle.net. Yep. Make sure you go ahead, buy his kits. Listen to his podcast on Quantize. Yeah. On Quantize, yes. Read the blog. Read my daily newspaper. I got a lot going yeah. on, man. I got a lot going on. But yeah, I'm Sound Oracle everywhere. I'm even on Pinterest, Google Plus, and other places that people are usually going. hanging right. out. I'm there. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm like right behind you. I'm <laughs> right behind you. Please be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Behind Backstage. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. If you need to reach us, you can hit us at Behind Backstage Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, if anything else or you want something else, then go bother somebody else. Peace.